As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I'm down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shea Gilchrist-Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay will and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Wednesdays is my good friend, Alex Spears. Alex, oh, what's up? What's up, Andrew? <laughs> Did you see that J.J. Redick interviewed for the Raptors job? I know. I just saw that. <laughs> that is so weird. <laughs> what is happening? I mean, it is a good podcast. It's a great podcast. And if he gets it, it opens the door for one of us to eventually get a head coaching job exactly because right. it'll be the first podcast to coaching pipeline. It'll be established at that point. Wow. Wow. Someday I could. L-Man. Be... <laughs> One day L-Man will be the coach of the Memphis Grizzlies. That'd be awesome. I... We could all get on staff. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> Assistant coach to the L-Man. Just. <laughs> Just. Bebop up up and down the sidelines, telling John there'd be Morant a huge huge uh, controversy in year one because everyone would think, oh, McKelly McKelly's the real coach. He's the uh, one yeah. actually pulling the strings. And McKelly and would be undermining like... the L man. There would be this rift between the L man and McKelly. <laughs> it would be fun, and and this is all setting up because of uh, JJ Reddick. Thank you, JJ, for paving the way so that we will one day be the head coach. Head coaches, I think we'll be, uh, we'll all be on the staff, right? We'll be down the, oh, the highest. Sure. There's so many, there's so many assistant coaches these days. Well, there's plenty of chairs. Yeah, yeah. L man will be our head coach, and then we'll all just file a line behind him. I'll probably be yes. some kind of player development coach, I would guess, because I only oh, care okay. about the future. Um, <laughs> wow, that is wild to me. It'd be even more wild if he actually got hired as yeah as the head coach. Of the Raptors, that'd be kind of that'd be kind of cool. What happens? I to, mean, what happens to his media media network? Uh, that's true. 
honestly open up another spot for us <laughs> i'm just trying to view everything in terms of us and, this is, uh, yeah there's a lot of opportunities here for down to dunk this is mostly um, about me i mean i guess i don't know if they were the first to do it but i mean their hiring of uh nick nurse was kind of seen as progressive at the time Definitely. because they were hiring a g-league coach and then it was so wildly successful and then the, a bunch of g-league coaches have gotten hired since um I don't know, a bunch. Taylor Jenkins, he was one. Uh, Mark yep. Agnell, obviously. Yep. Uh, there's probably another one in there. I just hope that this means that Jason Gallagher can become a part of Down to Dunk after uh, after his uh, his boss leaves for. Um, Although it would be cool. Maybe JJ just keeps doing the pot as I the mean, coach. That might be part of the deal. Draymond is gets that to tampering? Do it. Draymond gets to do it. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so it's the off season. There's still a lot going on with the NBA. We have the, we'll talk snubs on, uh, the all defensive teams. Of course, the all NBA teams will be revealed tonight, which is cool. Oh, cool. So we'll know that later today. Um, I just want to give a shout out. Uh, I've been watching a little bit of TV here and there with my wife, uh, my wife and, uh, watching the show called Jury Duty. You told me that you watched it. I have, yes. It's so funny. We're through like three episodes, and I'm just like dying at so many parts of this show. It is like surprisingly it, hilarious. If you're unfamiliar, it's a uh, it's kind of like a hidden camera show. Everyone is an actor except one guy. One guy thinks that he's just been chosen for jury duty for this case. And is just going through the process, but everyone involved is an actor except him, including James Marsden, who is a graduate of Putnam City North High School. And I was talking to my wife. I was Let's like, if, if that was me in that situation, that's all I would be able to talk about. Oh, yeah. I would just be asking about our high school. <laughs> hey, do you know so and so? Hey, do you know so? <laughs> it's my, it'd be my only connection. The only thing I could think to talk about. <laughs> what was your principal like, James? Not. <laughs> Yeah, I would feel the same way. The funniest thing so far that I just could not get over was the defense's uh, video of the occurrence that happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The animation. I was dying. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, go watch the show. It's a good show. It's really funny. Um, Dort, was he snubbed, Al? Was he snubbed from the all-defensive team? Well, I mean, according to Sam Presti, if, if you don't vote him, you don't. No basketball. You don't know. You ball. don't watch it. I can't remember if you don't know it or if you don't watch it. One of those. Um, you know, for me, I feel like all defensive teams are the biggest example of like these are controlled by the leading media members. Like yeah. whoever they vote for is probably who is going to win because most people don't feel confident choosing ten people over the course of a season for their defense. Like, that's really hard to do. It's, really it's hard, hard to do. just watch enough games of all these teams just to have an actual opinion of your own. But to have that actual opinion about their defense and how it, like, changed over the course of the year, like, you have to be really high level, both in terms of the amount of hours of basketball you watch, but also uh, in your knowledge of NBA defense. And so I think a lot of people just default to you know, whoever the smart guys pick, you know, yeah, like the top guys. And, and so I think this is, you know, Dort not being on this. And I actually saw a, t a tweet. I don't know who tweeted it out. Maybe the NBA account 
but they were they listed like the top four snubs, and Lou Dort wasn't even on that list. Yeah, it was, it was four other guys. Josh Giddy quote tweeted it. You see that? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That that was the one I saw. Yeah, um, you snub from the snub list. Listen, man, I think this is an instance where the Thunder's like general aversion to having like the spotlight on them on their players actually hurts them a little bit because the reason why guys get picked for this is because they're on the top of people's minds Mm -hmm. all the time. We need like a big Dort feature written by some prominent sports writer Mm -hmm. that delves into his whole background and all these things, all these little tricks he's learned, why he's so good at picking up offensive fouls to really like put him on the map because clearly he's on the map with the players. I mean, you did the athletic, survey and he was second behind drew holiday for who's the toughest defender in the league yeah so the players clearly respect him but he does not have that kind of widespread recognition yet apparently i mean everyone knows dort Mm -hmm. but but he always gets left behind for some of these other guys yeah so i don't know andrew i mean you look at the other guards that so the guards that were chosen this is a um so it's positions. One, we should just do away with positions altogether with any sort of awards voting. Well, that could actually make it harder because for Dort to get on a team, because that will happen next year. And what I fear is that when you look at defensive metrics, they always favor big men. Yeah. And you would be, it would be very easy to construct a team of like eight centers and two wings or something ridiculous yeah. if you're just going by like advanced stats. So I do worry that it'll be even harder for Dort moving forward. I think so. I think also people have to acknowledge like the point of attack defense and how important it is, um, even for those big men. Um, you also look at like a guy like Herb Jones, who was awesome all year. He got zero first-team votes, zero. And Lou Dort at least got one, and Shea got one. Like I'd be furious if I were a Pelicans fan. <laughs> If, if if Herb Jones had the year that he did and then got zero first place votes, when like Tyrese Halliburton got a first yeah. team vote, I would be losing my mind if I were them. And for Dort, it, a lot of this is reputation. And Lou Dort had a really good year, really great end of the year, and then people will recognize it next year that he was good. You know, like that's just how this goes. It's not it's always behind a little bit with these guys. So I don't know. I'm not mad. I think that Ludor will have his time. He is a really good defender. I mean Marcus Smart, who won the Defensive Player of the Year award, only got thirty five total points. Yeah. You know? Like what are we what are we doing? <laughs> you know, it, did it he get worse? Like did he get that much worse? Darts. There's like a couple guys that everyone agrees on. And then after that, you're kind of just throwing darts. Yeah. Yeah, I think that Dort should, like, be involved in this conversation more. Mm -hmm. Um, I just don't – like, I just don't understand how it happens. I I really do think it would take, like, a big article. Or, like, obviously, like, if Zach Lowe put him on one of his two teams. Yeah. I don't know if he would have definitely made it, but he would have had significantly more points than he did. Yeah. And – you know, a lot I've heard I've heard people complain about like MVP voting or whatever it is, and sometimes the idea is brought up like we should just let the players vote, and there's some reason why you wouldn't want to do that because sometimes the players don't take it seriously and and will just vote for anyone, but this is the one instance where I actually do trust the players more 
than you know like a, a media member yeah because everyone agrees that the advanced stats for defense are not great and they fail to capture a lot of things and yet a lot of people still use them to base their decision on on these awards i'm much more comfortable just like taking the players words for it like no this guy sucks to play against mm -hmm. i do not look forward to being guarded by this guy mm -hmm. like th that actually resonates with me more mm -hmm. um i know i know this is helping our case for dort because he was ranked second but i almost would prefer that Here's what I would prefer right now with these young players. Don't give them accolades. Let them feel let them feel Oh, you you want to create snubbed. a team of snubs. Let them feel snubbed. Wow, a whole an entire snubbed roster. Yes. Yes. Let's snub Shea off of the first team. Wow. Just so that they can have a little chip <laughs> on their shoulder. You know? I, I mean wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it. Early success isn't always the greatest thing in the world. So Maybe I'm maybe the Thunders, like I mentioned, like they're kind of a version to having their players in the spotlight is like a reverse psychology thing where they can like build up their players Could in the be. press conference, but then they know they're not going to get as much coverage as you know guys on other teams, and boom, you create the snub team. Yeah, who just wants to come out and destroy everyone. Yeah, snub team, snub all snub, you know, snub them from the snub from snub them from the snub list too. Let's let's let them get snubbed. Double snub. Feel it. Just feel every, it. Every snub makes you stronger. <sighs> I think it does. What, uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And what snubs you makes you stronger. You know, that's what they say. They, they always say so that. That's what my aunt told me one time when I was a kid. What, what snubs you makes you stronger. Um, okay. Uh, anything else on that? I, I think we do expect Shay to make the first team. That will be revealed later today. Which, yeah, I, I would be kind of surprised. Should be it'll be a cool moment. Uh, any playoff thoughts, Al? This has been a strange, strange playoffs, and the Sixers winning that game last night felt strange to me. It just didn't feel natural. They hadn't, and there's the stat going around that they'd never won a game five on the road. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like ever. I mean, those are my favorite moments in nba history when something happens that you weren't expecting and then in retrospect it all looks normal because like let's say the sixers go on to win the championship and like win a ring in retrospect it'll all look normal and it'll be like well they were a really strong team in the regular season blah 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 they had the mvp it'll all make sense in like three months but i love those moments where at the time it just seems crazy like you, you don't you're not believing what you're seeing like because it wasn't just that they won it was that they like kind of dominated the Celtics for that entire game. I couldn't believe like, it. Yeah, the game finish. was over early, really. Yeah. Um, that, that was the part that was so surprising, especially coming off of that previous game, uh, the previous couple games where, like, you feel like Embiid's still kind of getting back into the feel of things, mm -hmm. and you need that another huge hardened performance. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm very excited. My cousin out in Philly, he got to go to uh, – he went to game three, and he's going to game six. Wow. Shout so out. He's very pumped about that. Wow. But yeah, I think this has been an amazing playoffs for uh, narratives, which I know people, that's become like a dirty word. People don't like it. You know, we, we have to talk about X's and O's all the time. You can only <laughs> talk about what's going on the court. But I just find it like every single series is interesting when you think ahead to like what it could mean. Like the fact that we could be experiencing the end of the Warriors dynasty. 
Like that's a huge deal. Yeah. They, they've been like probably the best team over the last decade and it could all be ending right now. And it'd be ending at the hands of LeBron and the Lakers who like just a couple of months ago, we were all worrying, worrying about like, did Polinka wait too long? Like, are they even going to make the playoffs? Yeah. Are they going to make the playoffs? Um, and then to have Jokic going up against KD and the Suns and Booker, like that's been incredible. So good. And especially, I mean, we talked about the Suns' future uh, last week. And if it sets up where we got like Jokic versus Embiid, in oh, final, I've been thinking about that all morning. That'd be incredible. Yeah. It's just like every series has like really juicy narratives that are really cool historically. Mm-hmm. Like looking back through NBA, that'll that'll really be fun storylines going forward. So. I've just been loving it. Like every single series has something for me. Yeah. I mean, the, the Heat Knicks is probably like the weak link right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but assuming the Heat move on, them continuing that run, that like Cinderella run, is an awesome story as well. Yes. And it, if if it was the Sixers, now you have Jimmy Butler going up against the Sixers oh. after they let him get away. Amazing! It's amazing. So much good stuff. Yes. Yeah. The Heat have been just perplexing to me. I just don't get it. I just don't really get it. They're 21st in net rating. Dude, 21st. Streak. <laughs> it's so crazy. Well, the, the funniest part is that we had, uh, his name's Wes Goldberg, right? Yeah. Wes Goldberg, the, the uh, Heat podcaster on Slam and Jam, that final week of the season. And we were talking about how they had had this like flip-flop just in the like post-All-Star break where they had gone from being one of the best defensive teams in the league to one of the worst defensive teams, but all of a sudden their offense had come alive. And, you know, it was like a question of, is this real? Like, how much do you really buy into this? And the fact that that has carried through now into the playoffs. And I just, I'm laughing because our last question to him was about Duncan Robinson and like, have heat fans just, are are they just kind of, you know, resigned to the fact that they have to give up this Duncan Robinson dream. And this is just going to be kind of like dead money going forward. And for him to come to the playoffs and play like a massive role for this team as they, you know, after losing Tyler Hero and everything has just been a lot of fun. And to see Kevin Love be rejuvenated, just given away, given away by another playoff team. The playoff team that that lost in the first round. That was like, you could kind of use a big guy. Yeah. That was, uh, it's mind numbing. It's just so weird. Just so, so weird. Knicks fans have to be hating this just just hating this yeah especially because it's close enough where if they just were playing a little bit better um you'd feel like this would could easily be a 2-2 series oh yeah going going into msg and then you know you're you're pumped should Um, be 2-2 it should be because of how bad the heat played down the stretch of that game yeah they just couldn't make anything and bam hit a Bam hit that mid-range jumper, and then just all the offensive rebounds. It's just like, man, like we gotta we gotta ch- check on your Knicks friends, you know, because it's it's not good. Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, I mean, the only time I've, I mean, I guess never mind. I'm not going to list out all the times I felt like that as a Thunder fan. <laughs> they're actually a Let's surprising go through. now that I'm, now that I'm going through it in my head. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm fascinated by it to see what happens in Game Six with uh, Suns uh, Nuggets. Oh, I know because I expect that to go to a Game Seven. Um, but man, KD and Book have to be just immaculate. I mean, Book yeah. especially has to be immaculate for them to win these games. 
<laughs> he has to be like the greatest player in the NBA for them to win these games. And uh, he was that was not the case in the last game. And so I'm ex- I'm excited to see if he bounces back. Um, I had this thought while I was watching the game. Wanted to know if you if you had ever considered it, Landry Shamit. Mm-hmm. Do you think he looks like Waluigi? Hmm. He definitely has certain facial qualities that are Waluigi esque. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he doesn't have like the Waluigi nose, I don't think. But well, yeah, definitely doesn't have like the, the nose. He definitely has the chin and like the. I feel like the eyebrows or something. Yeah, There's the... something about him. I was not- I was just thinking like, mm, that's kind of a Waluigi. And then I was trying to think, well, who would be the Wario of the NBA? Mm. And the only name I could really come up with was uh, Stan Van Gundy, who's not a <laughs> player, but <laughs> I feel like he's actually a pretty good. He'd be a pretty good Wario. Let's let's get that Photoshop going, please, Stan Van. <laughs> <laughs> with Landry Shamit as <laughs> Wario and Waluigi. Yeah. Did I, did you take your kids to the Mario movie? Oh yeah, we did. We did. We actually nice. uh, my middle son had a friend who th- they rented out a whole theater for a birthday party and we went oh, and wow. watched it. Nice. And yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. That's, have that's you seen sweet it? Party. I have not yet. No. Okay. It's good. It's good. It's fun. Um, okay. What do you want to talk about now, Al? You want to talk about the lottery, which is in less than this this time next week. We will sit down and talk about who is getting Wimbanyama. It's so it's so crazy to realize that that's a week away yeah. and how life changing that will feel to fans of whatever team it is that jumps up. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean I, I can't imagine the feeling. Any team, because I—I mean, I sort of remember the uh, LeBron lottery. Yeah, I mostly remember it because of the Grizzlies, the situation yes. they were in, where their pick was top one protected, and they <laughs> end up getting the second pick. Which, you know, if that was nowadays, that would be covered like at, at just an insane level. Oh my like, gosh. it would be the biggest story, and it was a big story back then. But it just there, you just didn't have the NBA coverage that we had then mm-hmm. like in the entire run-up to that lottery we would have been talking about how crazy would it be if memphis like misses out on this and then not only loses the chance of lebron but have to give up that pick give it away in this loaded draft um so yeah i'm i'm super excited i'm terrified though because as i started going through the teams there are so many teams that i do not want them to win yeah so many in fact i would argue Outside of OKC, there's only four teams that I would feel like good okay. about them winning. <laughs> um, before I before I get to my list, so uh, has have the Thunder announced who's going to be no. uh, on the panel? The no, 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 I have. Okay. I'm I'm at the point where I won't even ask because I just don't I just don't think they'll spill the beans on something like that. Yeah, the only one I've heard was Portland. Uh, has Brandon Roy, who Brandon Roy was their representative when they got the number one pick for uh, Greg Oden. So that's you know some good good luck for them. Yep. And then apparently this this uh, Spurs are sending Peter Holt Jr. or something. Yeah. You know, executive. Boring. Boring. So I don't know. Is there any? Obviously, they sent Nick Collison. Yeah. Uh, last year, you could just stick with that. But if you wanted to mix it up. 
Is there anyone off the top of your head that you you would send for the Thunder? Tyler Nevin says Tyrese is going for Indy. Um, uh, all defensive vote getter Tyrese Halbert. That's right. I, um, I mean, I think that you should send Collison again. You got such great luck last yeah. time. But I'm trying to think who would bring about good luck for the team now. Has you know, anyone ever sent a mascot? Oh no, we should not do that. Um, no, <laughs> should not do that. Uh, I mean, send Poku, honestly. Poku, yeah. What about um, Michael Cage? No, not a chance. <laughs> Why not? Not a chance. No, no way. No, 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 no. They got to send Collison again. What would What would you do if they if they won it? Like if the Thunder won this? Well, I already committed to moving back to OKC if they won. So seriously, I guess I would. I guess I would have to move. <laughs> you would have to. Um. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's something that I haven't really spent a lot of time thinking about because it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, but it, it would be, I mean, it would be next level. The fact that you would have arguably the craziest front court pairing in NBA history. I mean, there's just been there'd never be anything like it. And the fact that uh, Wemby wants to play the four, he doesn't want to play center, and Chet is very willing to play center, mm-hmm. and so. It would the fit would obviously be great. I mean, be stupid great. Uh, I, I just can you imagine yeah, how I, different the team would look night one compared to all of last season, where it's like, oh my gosh, we play so small, we play really fast, we've got all these guys, everybody's playing. It's like, well, now the Thunder are starting a guy who's seven two and seven five, right? With these other guys, it would be so. Yeah, and Giddy insane. would be like the three i guess at six nine like yeah there would suddenly be a massive <laughs> team be giants uh, uh yeah i can't i can't think about it and i listen to some pods of other teams and man they're and, and i i understand why they're doing it but like when you're a bad team it's so easy to kind of like convince yourself that it's going to happen yeah and you start really daydreaming i mean we're I we're barely daydreaming yeah we can't really i mean we can't go there it's just not gonna happen we'll yeah. we'll learn we'll know in a week from now that we're for sure picking at 12 but the, yeah but these other teams i mean they're really thinking about it yeah i mean like, you're just, wow I what mean, would this be like might as like do some jersey photoshops because it could actually happen yeah Detroit, and uh, Houston, san antonio charlotte portland like all those teams have got to be like yeah like we could we could have him on our team and they're going most of them will be devastated absolutely all but devastated. one of them all but one of them <laughs> oh boy this okay is, so here's my list be crazy yeah yeah let's hear it this was not as easy as i thought it would be mm-hmm. um obviously so i'm going to list out the 14 lottery teams one of them is chicago because I, you know they could lose their pick but um they could still jump up so I'm going to go from teams I least want to win it yeah. to teams I, I would most be okay with them winning it. Okay. Okay. So obvious. I mean, you know the number one. It's got to be Houston. It's got to be Houston. Not only because I don't like the Rockets, but also because of the future picks from OKC. Yeah, yeah. Because if, if there's a scenario where they get Wimby and they actually use this space to get impactful players, like they could suddenly be a very solid to good team next year. It's possible. 
Like it's it's possible if Wimby's really that guy, mm-hmm. and and they bring you know James Harden or or whoever, um, those picks could all of a sudden be like late lottery picks or whatever. So that that's the obvious one. I think you have to go. Houston yeah, that's number one. one. Yeah, that would be. I'm I'm almost like anybody but Houston. I would feel okay. Yes, they're in their own tier. Yeah, I didn't tier these, but they're in their own. Tier. They yes, they are tier one all alone. Yes, agreed. Now going forward, these next couple picks, I did start to think about. Okay, I guess I wouldn't want him in the Western Conference over the Eastern Conference. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So I did prioritize that somewhat. It's not perfect, but I did prioritize it somewhat. So my next choice is Dallas. Oh, <laughs> the idea of Mark Cuban being rewarded that doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, um, the fact that they would probably be more bailed out by jumping up than any of these other teams, because we're a couple weeks removed from people like you know questioning Luca's future, and if they somehow jump up, all of that washes away. All of that is fine now, and they're right back to where we were thinking about them going into last season. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. don't want them to get it and be rewarded. And they, and they did that nasty tank, Andrew. It was really it was gross. Oh, just an affront to the game of basketball. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. You deserve Bryce Sensabaugh for doing that. Yes, you do. Uh, number three, the Utah Jazz. One, because they're a semi, like you could imagine them being a semi-competitor with the Thunder in the future. Mm-hmm. Um have no I don't like them you know I've never been like a jazz guy <laughs> I don't know how shouldn't many. be no reason to be yeah and we have that pick again yeah. um top 10 protected so that's why I put them there yep number four I put the pelicans Andrew mm. this is mostly out of fear I mean if they somehow got Wimby and Zion comes back and you still have bi and all, and herb and all these other guys it's a scary I mean, team that's a really scary team going forward and could be a big obstacle for the Thunder's uh, contender status in the West going yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're my four. Now, here's where I deviate a little bit. Mm-hmm. going to an Eastern Conference team. My fifth pick, Toronto. Oh, now, this wow. This is pure spite, hate. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to be rewarded uh, for this nasty season they just had. I don't them that want them to be rewarded for uh, trading for Jakob Pertl just so they could not even make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't want any of that, Andrew. I'm surprised I, I haven't heard Detroit yet. Well, they're very they're the very next one. Okay, uh, but yeah, my my hatred for the Raptors superseded um, Detroit. And really, if you're wondering why I hate the Raptors, uh, if you're if you're not familiar with uh, their their fan base, uh, really wants Shea Gilgis Alexander on their team and wouldn't shut up about it. For months and months and months, and then they ended up with a worse record than our team. Okay, so that's why I want them to have to kind of like live with their decisions for at least a summer. <laughs> okay, that's what I want. <laughs> uh, next is Detroit. Uh huh. Now you could argue for them a little bit higher, but I don't know. I don't. I don't really have like a lot of hatred towards Detroit. I mean, yes, they have been one of these teams that have been tanking along with the Thunder, but I don't mm-hmm. feel the way about them that I do about Houston. Um, so so they're kind of like in this mid-range. I wouldn't be happy about it because, again, it would, be feel, it would feel like them getting bailed out mm-hmm. in a way that my next team, Orlando, not as much of a bailout. Like they, I, I feel like they've built a pretty not, good roster. Yeah, I'd be they happy made for sense. Orlando. Yeah. But, but Detroit, you know, like they need to get 
punished for you know trading for James Wiseman and uh, playing yes, over Jalen. Yes, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, you got to pay for those sins. You cannot be win. Yeah. So most of these teams, it's either I hate them, they need to be punished, or they're going to be too good if they get Wimby. Those yeah. are the main reasons for my top six. Number seven is Orlando. They're kind of like right in the middle here. You know, it's, it'd be like whatever. Like that's a really good team. I would be very jealous. Mm-hmm. They're also in the Eastern Conference. So yeah, I wouldn't have to think about it as much. And they're also a small market. Yeah, so it's like ah, at least a small market got or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next is Portland because I live here. It would be sort of nice That'd to be go cool. Watch Wemby, and I would be super interested to see how they handled that. I mean, I don't think they're going to trade Dame. Like they they would keep it all together, but all of a sudden they have like a very clear second timeline with like him and sharp and maybe simons if you want to throw him in there sure that is like way better than golden state's second timeline you know like oh, yeah they, they as soon as they did decide to pivot all of a sudden like they have all the pieces in place mm-hmm. to start like a new era of blazers basketball yeah uh next is the spurs i had them pretty high up i mean i still don't want them to get him um they are in the west but again, I just don't have a lot of hate towards the Spurs, and if they got them, whatever, yeah, It'd be fine. It would. You'd be into like an OKC San Antonio uh, battle over the next decade. More than like him going to Houston, yeah, like, yeah. Him going to Houston, I would just be like mad at the Rockets every mm-hmm. single game we played them. Whereas the Spurs, it'd be like more of a cool rivalry battle. You could argue that it would be kind of fun to see. Houston absolutely waste Wimby's first eight years of his career before he leaves. I thought about that. I did consider that, but I just don't trust it happening enough. If I felt a little bit better about it happening, I would have. We haven't seen this ownership group with a good team for very long. And so I just think they will find some way to screw it up. (sighs) Maybe they would, but it's too risky, Andrew. It is risky. It is risky. I, risky. I, I I would not supplant them from number one, but I'm just saying that because it's easy to forget now. But I mean, Houston, one of the biggest cities in America, like they have gotten free agents before. Yeah. Um. You know, they got Dwight Howard not too long ago. They got Chris Paul to want to go there. Like they are a sleeping giant, and so things could turn around very quickly there, just by nature of them being the Houston Rockets. Could. It could. Which is scary. Okay, so that's. That, I'm cutting off a tier right there at the Spurs. These are the four teams that I actually want to win. Mm-hmm. Okay, Charlotte, yeah, is a uh, fourth. Okay. I guess they're actually fifth because OKC is one. Mm-hmm. So they're fifth. Um, the Pacers, number four. Mm-hmm. The Wizards, yep, number three. The Bulls. I put the Bulls as my my oh, the yeah. one I would enjoy the most. Sneaky non OKC. Yeah. Um, now all of these teams, except maybe Indiana. You could argue don't really deserve this. Like they've really screwed it up <laughs> these last couple of years, like Charlotte, Washington, and Chicago. Yeah, they just exist in mediocrity. Yeah. And like Indy, you got to give them credit for making that Sabonis trade and kind of being willing to take a step back finally after so long. So you could argue that maybe they deserve it more, but I just love the idea of Wemby being in like a big market, revitalizing the Chicago Bulls. They're that in would- the East. I don't really have to think about them. And like I don't even I don't even know how good they would be immediately. It'd be weird. I, I, th- they'd probably be get really better, weird. but I don't think they're like an instant contender or something with Wemby. No, no. Uh, so yeah, so that's why I would put the Bulls at number two, and of course number one, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Andrew, that'd be amazing. 
be absolutely uh, any, any amazing. Any big disagreements with that list? Uh, I'd put Detroit up a little higher. Yeah, I, I could tell in your your tone oh, definitely that you have good. some some built up resentment yeah. against the Pistons. I would also put San Antonio up higher. I mean, just like West teams, like I would. Yeah. just I mean, I, I almost would put like all the West teams first, and then the East. Like, I just don't even even over Toronto. You don't want the Raptors fans to be that happy. Oh, I actually know a lot of Raptors fans that I would be okay with them being happy. No, they secretly hate you, Andrew. <laughs> I they're just, not telling you this, but they're only being nice to you because they want you to be okay when they get SGA. That's what they want. I just know too many Raptors people that I love and respect, so I don't really have that same animosity <sighs> toward them. This is why you shouldn't interact with fans of other teams because you'll find out they're normal people. and, and <laughs> that, <laughs> <you'll> we're, want, <laughs> that we're all psychotic in some way. Yeah, and you'll want to like be happy for them and stuff. You don't want that. Yeah. That's a good argument. Stay in a bubble. That's a good argument. <laughs> uh, you want to take a little spin and see what happens here? Sure. We can talk through I, I, it. After that, I guarantee Houston's getting one. Yeah, that seems right. Okay, here we go. Taking a spin. Oh, oh, here we oh, go. Pacers. Okay. Hey, that's a great... That's three of my four... Actually, that's three of my six. This four is an amazing two. spin for... So this is Pacers, Spurs, Bulls, Hornets in the top four. Wow. I'd be happy... I'd be... Fine Detroit and, and Houston falling out of the top four would feel like a pretty big victory for yes, us. And Portland moving back increases the chances of that pick being traded, which I think would just be more fun. That would be yeah, interesting. Totally. Um, oh, and also... Oh, never mind. Never mind. I saw the Knicks logo and I got confused for a second, but no, that's okay. the most likely scenario. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be great. I'd be perfectly happy with that. Yeah. And honestly, Scoot going to the Spurs would be as exciting as... I mean, need, it wouldn't be as exciting. They need a point would, guard pretty bad. It would be up there yeah. for him. He would help the, them a lot from the jump. Im- immediately, yeah. Yeah, because they just need a point guard really bad. And the Bulls, like, randomly getting the third pick, and if they would take Brandon Miller, it would just be like, I would feel very meh about that. I would feel so meh about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, like, sort of, it works. Um, but I don't know how much it changes. Yeah. Things for yeah, them. and then like Charlotte at four, like what do they do? Like really, are they would they really take them in Thompson? Like, See, I, I almost know. think the Bulls would take one of the Thompson twins. I know that like the shooting concerns are not a good fit for the Bulls at this moment. Yeah, but I, I think you just have to take the lead guard. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. Yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, Thunder at twelve. If this is the draft order. Who would you who would you want there at twelve? Uh, so so currently they are, have them drafting Casey Wallace, yeah. uh, which I've said I like him. Yeah, yeah, I'd be perfectly happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest with you, all the names after him don't get me super excited. Yep. I mean, I'm already mentally prepared for them taking someone like Rayon Rupert. Rayon. So I would be prepared for that. You would um, be repaired, prepared. Prepared, prepared. Sorry, <laughs> Pre- prepared, prepared. Uh, I mean, we've talked about Sissoko. We'll see. We'll see. Somebody's yeah. going to start moving up at some point. You mm-hmm. know, they just put out the list for the combine. Leonard Miller. Like no one was talking about J Dub, no. as a lottery pick at no. this point of the cycle last year. Not even close. And the first time I remember hearing about him 
was at the combine because everyone was like, oh, it's so cool he's playing in the five-on-five games. Mm-hmm. That was like my first little nugget about him. Yeah. And so there's going to be someone like that who maybe they're like just a crazy athlete. Like you could see Gigi Jackson going to the combine and just putting up stupid numbers and everyone being like, oh my gosh, this guy has to go in the lottery. Yeah. Gigi, not a Thunder guy. Perhaps not. Not even perhaps. Um, Yeah, I need need to take the perhaps off. He's not. Not Perhaps. Not happening. Absolutely not happening. I do like Dariq Whitehead. I did see the, you know, he's getting another foot surgery. It's not ideal. Which generally not what you want to see. Typically a guy, maybe maybe they could get him in the second round. Yeah, or or move up into like the late first. I still think someone will take him just because the names in this range aren't uh, super inspiring. Now, your guy Kobe Bufkin obviously could be an option. Let's go. 12. Let's go. Yeah, take him. Do it. So there are there are some options. I'm I'm really excited. This usually happens like after the combine, after the lottery, we get kind of settled into what tiers people think these guys are in. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I'll have a better idea of you know who realistically is going to be at twelve. Because I could see Casey Wallace being a riser. Yeah, where he is jumping up into like the five to nine range, and yeah. where it's not even. But by the time we get to the draft, there's like no chance he's going to be there at 12. I could totally see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we just got to wait. Buffkin, though, I think I think that'd be a big jump if Buffkin got all the way up. I'm into it. I'm there. You're into it? Yeah. I mean like higher than OKC. Oh, higher than OKC? It's possible. Yeah, higher than 12. I'm, I'm a big Buffkin guy. He's definitely a Thunder guy for sure. Big Buffkin. Big Buffkin boy. Um, did you... You see that Vassini had Leonard Miller as a uh, somebody that he would take for the Thunder in his. Yeah, uh, how are you feeling about that? I have mixed feelings about it. I'll just be honest. Um, I I don't love everything that happened with him in the G League. I don't love the the jump shot is concerning to me. He starts with his legs real close together, and then he scissors them. And he's just all—he's just—he's just kind of wild. But he scissors them like to get contact. When he when he jumps, his feet land. So he starts here, and then he lands like this. Hmm. I can't show you with my feet with this camera angle. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't like that. But he is athletic. He—I have heard some things about him that made me more excited um, about the possibility. Apparently he's just like one of the fastest learners and he is in the process of changing his jumper. Right. Like right now. Um, okay. And so I did like hearing that. And you also heard that he's a huge Anthony black fan. He loves Anthony black. <laughs> so he, you like him now. Yes. Yes. He also is just like a great character. Like the character stuff like matches with the thunder, like very, very much so. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're giving him a look at their... He's from Canada, right? Yes. Yes, he is. His story's really good. I won't say anything about it because um, Vassini's going to write a piece about it, I'm pretty sure, about about his story. So I'd prefer you guys go read it on The Athletic. But um, there, I do... I I would not be disappointed uh, with a guy like Leonard Miller. He's multi-skilled. He can handle a little bit. 
Um, 12 seems rich to me, but I could talk myself into it. There's just a lot of guys that I don't like or would not want them to take in this range that much. Um, well, and also the size thing. Like, if you're looking for someone who's not 6'4 or under, yeah, you're going to have to start looking backwards at like someone like Derek Lively or or Sissoko yeah. or Leonard Miller. Yeah. Whitehead. Yes. Yeah, like so a lot good. of those yeah. a lot of those guys over six four are currently mocked in like the later half of yeah. the first round. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think those guys make sense. Like I would prefer Leonard Miller over a lot of the guys that like are on this like tankathon mock draft. Yeah. You know. Like I would prefer him over Nick Smith and Jed Howard and Jalen Hoods Cafino and Chris Murray and Derek Lively and Gigi Jackson and Max Lewis and all those guys. I'd prefer him over those guys for sure. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of players here that I'm not huge on. Um, so speak, speaking of the draft mm-hmm. in San Vicini, did you and McKellie talk about his uh, redraft of the 2022? We haven't NBA talked. About, we haven't talked about it. actually. I have not recorded a Down to Dunk podcast since Friday. Oh my gosh! Because I, uh, McKellie and I didn't record Monday. We I did the uh, the podcast with uh, shooting, the shooting, shooting coach. coach. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. It's really fun. Uh, so Vicini released a redraft of the 22 2022 NBA draft class. Mm-hmm. And uh, Apollo was number one. Number two, J-Dub. Number yeah. three, Chet. Now, Pretty good. first of all, I think that's a very reasonable assessment based on everything we know right now. Um, and that is just such a huge win for this franchise. If that ends up being anywhere close to being true, like even if they were just both top five guys when we look back in five years on this draft, that's a huge deal. And then he has Jaden Ivey, Shaden Sharp rounding out his top five. And then Sohan, Keegan Murray, Jabari Smith Jr., Walker Kessler, and Matherin in this top ten. Yeah. I mean, to get two guys that would be redrafted a year later by somebody who knows and watches. Like, Vicini not only watches draft guys, but he watches a ton of NBA basketball, too. And so, for somebody like him to say, hey... If I were to let me redo all of this, let's put J Dub at two, <laughs> Chet at three, and obviously we haven't seen Chet play. He's got to play. He's got to look good. Um, but boy, that that twelfth pick, I firmly believe, is going to change the trajectory of the franchise for the next decade. You know, getting J Dub at that spot is going to change the way that we look, think about the Thunder for the next decade, which is kind of wild. And it it just takes a little bit of the pressure off of this year's draft, which yeah. we talked about during the season. But also, you know, talking about these guys now where there's no one like we're just in love with that yeah. we just like have to have that we think is going to be a game changer. Now, they very they could turn out to be that. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like so relaxed going into this draft process, mostly because of the J-Dub pick. Yeah. Yeah, the J-Dub pick and the fact that they have Chet coming back. I mean, honestly, if they didn't even have a pick, <laughs> I think the, well, the excitement level wouldn't be all that different. Well, because we always talked about at the at the beginning of this is 
you know, you do this to just get a lot of shots. Yeah. Is it called getting shots at the apple? No, bites. You don't shoot an apple. Oh, bites at the I mean, apple. I guess you could shoot an apple. <laughs> well, it's, in my head, I was thinking like when they put an apple on someone's head and like bow and arrow it off or shoot it off. You don't you want know, like you don't Western. want too many shots at that apple. That's just that's, that is true. That could uh, a lot of bites of the murder. apple, knowing that some of those bites are going to be bad. You, you just can't hit a hundred percent. No, you and can't. And so when you can bank a good pick, and you just already know, like we got we we nailed that one. Yeah. Even if he doesn't turn into an all NBA guy, like we nailed whatever he's going to become. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. It just just makes you feel really great. I just feel really great right now about the future of this team, regardless of what happens in this draft. Yeah. And I feel like that is the kind of energy that is going to get us the number one pick. (laughs) Just because we're so relaxed. We're not begging for it, we're being cool about it. We're acting like, yeah, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. Everything's still fine. We're expecting it to not happen. I think actually. I think that's great energy to have right now. Yeah. Can only work in our favor. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah, I think next until, week. Until we fall to like fourteenth. <laughs> that would be two teams behind us jump us. That would be wild. I'd be okay with that. I like the guys at fourteen as much as I like the guys oh at Oh my god. No. Th- now you're going too far. I'm 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 way too relaxed. <laughs> They could just give this pick away to charity, and I'd be fine. You know, charity's like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> well, you just get to have this guy. You get, he's he joined. What? He enjoy, he he's just like your you. spokesman now for your charity. <laughs> he's like, man, I really wanted to play basketball, but I, I guess I'll be well, the spokesman. Well, Rayon Rupert was going to play in the NBA, <laughs> but now he's working for the Red Cross. I don't know. This is kind of weird. Um, yeah, I'm fine. I think I think that I honestly just like trust. Sam and his people to to make the right pick in this range. And honestly, I, I I think there's a good chance that they I'll say this. They're going to try to trade up. Like that's just gonna happen because I think they try to do that every year. Or at least they look at what the options are. And so yeah. I feel like I can confidently say that they look at every option, whether that be trade up, trade down, trade out, whatever. They look at every single option. And you just have to think in a draft like this, with the average age of your team being so young, that if there's somebody in that five to ten range that they really like, that they would trade up to get that person if that pick is available, whether it be yeah. like with Washington or somebody that's because like the eighth pick, like if Washington ends up with the eighth pick, <coughs> like that's not changing their world. What they probably need is just like a bunch of assets to go make some trades if they're actually going to like get better in the near term because a Cam Whitmore or Grady Dick is not going to make them that much better next year. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, 
courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobeUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. True. Yeah, there's a few teams um, where if they jumped up to like four, let's say, I, I think they would have a decision to make. Like Dallas is an obvious one. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, You're going to go into next season needing a huge bounce back and you're going to be counting on like, you know, some 18 year old, 19 year old kid to like immediately come in and be able to mesh with Luca instantly. Yeah. I think that's an obvious, the Portland is clearly going to be one. Yes. Um, that will move Washington currently at eight. That makes sense. And then I don't know if, if new Orleans jumped up to like four, they're in a similar position where like they have to make the playoffs next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, this season was a huge disappointment. And do you really want to add another 19-year-old to that roster? Now I would say, yeah, sure, why not? But maybe they feel a little bit more pressure. Like, could we use this to get a guy who could definitely help us next year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because – and also just like the players after three are just deeply flawed in one way or another. Do you – I'm, I'm – I'm kind of interested in the in the Thompson twins, uh, not necessarily for the Thunder, but just how they are being perceived. Yeah, um, because there are a lot of things about them when you read about them and when you watch them, where it seems like if they had just not played in OTE, yeah, how would we be talking about them? Like, how much is the fact that they played OTE weighing down how we think about them? If those guys had just gone to college, yeah. I mean, would we be talking about like Amen being a potential like number two pick it's in possible. this draft? It's possible, even if they because just played I, I like just for the ignite or something. I know? just can't get over the fact that people keep saying like 
Amin Thompson is like a top 1% athlete in, in the NBA. We'll come in next year and be like a top 1% athlete, mm-hmm. like incredible passer, like incredible playmaker has just an awesome frame, like is built and ready for the NBA. And then people are saying like, eh, I just don't know. Like that, that guy in any other year, if he was coming out of like college or whatever, would be an obvious like top two or three pick. Yeah. And this year it just feels weird and it feels like it's only weird because of OTE. I think the shooting too. It's not just OTE. It's just the shooting overall. It's just Scoot's shooting is a huge concern as well. Not as much. Like not even they're on different planets of concern. Different shooting planets? Yeah. It's like, can you be a lead guard in the NBA right now and just not be someone that can shoot it? It's just really tough. It's just really, really tough. It's hard to be anybody in the league that's making a big impact where you can't shoot it. Um, I mean, it's a big concern. Like Vecini talks about it a lot, that he just has a hard time believing that they're going to be like actual shooters, either one of them at the NBA level. So it just makes mm. it, boy, it is, that is, that's super concerning. Um, yeah, much different than Scoot. Like Scoot, I watched him play like a couple G League games in person even. And like the shot's not great and he didn't shoot it great, but it's not at the same level as the Thompson twins. It's a it's a valid concern, I would say. But like I don't think it should be a valid concern for Houston, for instance. I mean, if you uh, think that yeah. Jabari Smith Jr., if you think Jalen Green mm-hmm. are the shooters that they're supposed to be, then I don't know. Yeah. It just I think they would be particularly difficult to fit in Oklahoma City. Yeah, I agree with Especially that. Especially yeah. I'm in. Yeah, this is not a conversation about OKC for me. Yeah. I would be so intrigued, though, to see him. Just because they do bring so much else. Like, great rebounders. Yeah, like, same with, like, Orlando. Like, they've gotten away with it with Markel Fultz yeah. for a couple of years now and been really good when he's on the court. Like, could they survive with one of them? I don't know. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, somebody's going to get... I mean, and the character stuff with them is apparently just, like, spotless as well. Yeah. So, like, they have that going for them, which is very helpful. I just feel like the Spurs are going to fall in this draft. They're going to end up drafting Amen Thompson, and in, like, a couple of years, it will be like, oh, that was stupid. Yeah. That's yeah. very stupid. Yeah, they're totally... Those. Yeah, they're, they've got the best player in the draft somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um. Does the injury stuff concern you at all about Wimby? Is it is it it's just the idea of his body not being uh he's had some injuries, you know, but like nothing But, but he crazy. hasn't had like major injuries, right? Nothing crazy, but yeah. Like I mean, this. it's it's kind of the it's similar to the way we talked about Chet last year. Definitely. Now, of course, Chet Definitely. ended up getting <laughs> having a pretty significant injury. Yep. But before that, he hadn't really been injured in any significant way. It was more just look at that frame, look back at the history of NBA bigs who are that tall. Eventually, they usually have injuries. Mm-hmm. That's basically the argument. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, last year, I was like, I don't care at all about this potential for Chet. 
I would still take him number one. Yeah. And then, of course, it immediately was brought to my attention uh, that he had an injury, mm-hmm. which was a huge bummer. So it, it's it's something you have to consider, but you're not gonna you're not going to not take Wimby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're seeing it now, like with the Sixers with Embiid. It's like, yeah, we'll take Embiid. Yeah, for sure. And and you can think back to Greg Oden. Like yeah. they knew all that stuff about Greg Oden, yeah. and yet pretty much everyone across the board had Oden ranked ahead of Durant. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can only remember Bill Simmons as being the person who was like so pro Durant that they would actually take him over Oden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was him and uh, there's somebody else. Ben Golliver was a Blazers fan, and he really wanted Durant. Because he's like was writing for Blazers Edge, or I think he started at Blazers Edge back in the day, and Ben was like very much like they need to draft Kevin Durant, you know. Yeah, that was like at the very beginning of his writing career. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I mean, like Scoot or Amen Thompson or Brandon Miller could end up being like the the real like crown jewel of this draft. Like we just don't know, you know. I think it's or when Binyama could just end up changing the entire NBA. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. I mean, it, he's one of those guys where if it all pans out, it's not like he changes the NBA in the sense that, oh, we have to go get a Wimbanyama because right. like, he's a one of one, but just where he, similar to Steph and similar to LeBron, where they just are players that break the game in some way. Mm-hmm. And you just have to learn to live with it. I mean, that, yeah. that's basically what we do now with Steph, mm-hmm. where you know the game is just broken. Like he's going to hit an absurd amount of threes that no one else can hit. The level of difficulty, you just have to live with it. The game is broken for him. You have to find out a way to win some other way. Yeah, and that that could be how it turns out with Wimby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's totally true. Um, all right, anything else before we go, Al? No, no, yeah, no. I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your Wednesday. We'll have a podcast for you guys on Friday. Uh, And, uh, man, I can't believe that in a week we'll know the uh, what happened in the lottery. It's going to be so exciting. If something crazy happens on lottery night, we will obviously go live and talk for hours about the possibilities here. But otherwise, we'll just talk next Wednesday, (laughs) you and I. So Yeah, if they got, like, three... I think that would be the most interesting or even four where, where you know that like Brandon Miller, if it, if, if, if a team jumps to two where it's like clearly a fit for Brandon Miller yeah. and OKC is at like three or four, like what do they do in that scenario? Yeah. What would you do in that scenario? Yeah. I don't know yet. I don't know yet how it would feel. Yeah. I just did a spin where the thunder jumped up to three and it was when Binyama to the wizards the Pacers are two, and they draft, and they have them drafting Brandon Miller. That would be super interesting. Because I, I, I don't know what the Thunder would do. I'd be tempted to just default to Scoot, yeah, because of the the level of talent and the way people talk about him historically, like the fact that he would go number one, yeah. last year or something, yeah, yeah. But it would be a really fun conversation to have for a yeah. month. Oh, it would be amazing. I would take Scoot one hundred percent. Hundred percent, and then you just figure it out. But that would be cool. Okay, you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you guys again on Friday.